Let's roll. This is Counter Charge, your podcast for all things Kings of War. Mark Zylinski, Jeremy Duval, and Rob Fanouf as they delve into the world of Mantica and bring you in-depth coverage of all things Kings of War. Welcome to Countercharge. I'm Brandon Rossbond from Wing to Star Publishing. And I'm Vince Rossbond from Wing to Star Publishing. Welcome to Countercharge. And I'm Mark Zolinski. Welcome to another episode of Countercharge and this one I am incredibly excited about because somebody at Mantic Games finally listened to me, and these two fine gentlemen are going to be bringing us novels for Kings of War. I am so excited to have them on the show. I met both of them at Adepticon, and I just had to have them on because the little snippets we got from Ronnie just were not enough. So we're way too excited for that. <laughs> so thank you, gentlemen, for joining me this evening. Thanks for having us on. We appreciate it. No problem. So, well, this is your first time on the show, so why don't we go ahead and introduce you guys to the Countercharge audience. Vince, why don't you go first? Do you have any gamer background? Uh, yeah, I got about 50 years of gamer background, both professionally and uh, recreationally. I started off with uh, Airfix figures way back in, the, back in the day when that's all there was, and came to the War, War Games Research Group and a whole bunch of other things in between, and then Warhammer and 40K and now Mantic and uh, Kings of War. And professionally, I worked for Simon Schuster for eight years in publishing, and I did. I was the head of sales and marketing for the Black Library for 13 years. So I've been around the block a few times. Remarkable gamer cred there, Vince. <laughs> very, very cool. So, Brandon, how did you get involved in this? Well, I'm more of a video gamer by nature, honestly, but because my dad has been in the industry for for as long as I've been around, I've kind of gotten involved in everything from Black Library to Warhammer 40K, and being the head editor at Winged Hustler, getting involved in these tabletop games, I've come to have a real good appreciation for some of the games like Kings of War, Beyond the Gates of Antares, Wild West Exodus. So I've been very involved in learning about the lore of all these games, and I'm a collector as well, so I like to collect the different armies, put them together, paint them, and display them. So, uh... Uh, would you consider yourself a tournament gamer or just a home gamer, hobby gamer? Definitely a hobby gamer. A very low-key. I like to have fun and just enjoy with a couple of friends. Vince, hobby gamer? Tournament gamer? Pretty much a hobby gamer. I've been in a couple of tournaments. I enjoy the uh, the competition more than anything else and just, just have a good time. And uh, it, I get to games so inoffen that uh, whenever I can, I'll just do it. Well, you're in a friendly space here. I am the, the resident hobby gamer here on Countercharge, so welcome. Now, you mentioned a whole bunch of different game systems, so uh, why don't you tell us uh, the background of Wing Hussar? I mean, how did you come about? You know, where did you start? It sounds like you're publishing a bunch of different lines, so why don't we start there? About 2012, Games Workshop and I parted ways, and I, I wanted to... I was actually doing some books with Osprey at the time, and I had a whole bunch of extra material that I was using. And I decided, well, I know the whole background of publishing. Why don't I just start doing some things myself? And initially it was historical publishing. So I started with a few of the classics, Caesars, Caesar and uh, Frederick the Great and things like that. And we, uh, we eventually started talking to some people about doing fantasy, started with Wild West Exodus and doing some things on our own. And so we 
basically started to promote and develop the the line. We have two, well, we have several imprints right now. Uh, the main ones being Wingdazar Publishing, which is my history. And I, I, not just my books, but I, we publish about uh, 20-something books in history. And then there's Mock Publishing, which is the fantasy, science fiction, horror, and adventure. And then uh, I also publish uh, Naffinger Press, uh, where I'm, I'm acquiring all George Naffinger's titles and editing them down and reprinting them for the trade. And we also signed some company out of Poland called Triglyv, which uh, is doing some background books for uh, Slavic and Viking eras. And we, we've, we've compassed a lot of different things. Sounds like quite a lot of work. So which flagship or which label or brand is going to be publishing the Kings of War novels for Mantic? Uh, Zmok Publishing. Zmok, and currently we, we have a couple of different lines uh, for Zmok. We have, um, uh, besides our own sort of independent novels, we do Gates of Antares, we do Wild West Exodus, uh, we do the, all the Mantic background, and um, we, we've created uh, at least one background of our own that we're going to develop in the series as well. Brand, have I forgotten anything? Um, we are also loosely acquainted with um, All Quiet on the Martian Front. Almost forgot about that. Yeah, we we actually uh, licensed All Quiet before it went out of out, and then uh, we acquired the lit, you know the background for our stuff. And then when they came back, we we worked with the guys at Ironclad Games to promote our novels and their models. So we worked closely with them to try and promote the game as well, but also uh, tell a great story on the uh, War of the Worlds. So you're bringing a ton of background and experience to this little adventure. Absolutely. I mean, look, as I, as I said earlier, my, my background is gaming. I love it and history. And one of the things we try to do both with the history side and, and fiction is create products that will be good for gamers to want to get background in whatever, whatever they're doing, either fiction or historical gaming. And uh, a lot of our books are published with that in mind. You don't have to be a gamer to enjoy it either because it's it's also, you know, trying to skirt that edge where just anyone can pick up a story and read it. The important thing is uh, any of the fiction that we do is not something that you have to know the background of the game to enjoy. It's uh, we create great stories and uh, fill in the background so anyone can pick it up and, and learn whatever it is we're trying to give you as far as a story or background or material. Yeah, to add on to that, you know, we we go into the mindset with these novels is to make it so people can recreate the battles that we have in the novels with the tabletop miniatures. But in the same token, we look at the stories and make sure that somebody who's not familiar with the game system can look at it and go, wow, that's really cool. I really like science fiction, so I can really enjoy this space novel. Or, wow, I really enjoy reading about aliens, so I can read this novel and still get the grasp of what's going on. Or with the Kings of War line, we're hoping that people can go, I appreciate a good fantasy novel. I don't need to know the whole basis of the whole Kings of War universe to appreciate the stories that are being told here. Are you going to be working with Mantic at all for taking the stories that are in the books and bringing them into scenarios like you just mentioned for some of the other game systems? Well, specifically in the Kings of War Anthology, what we try to do is we try to take the scenarios that were in the, the latest campaign book that came out and try to recreate them in this anthology. The only thing being that I wanted to include every faction that 
is currently supported by the game. So I kind of changed the scenarios a little bit to better fit the, a pair of factions for each author. All the scenarios that are in the Abyss rulebook, the, the latest Abyss campaign that came out, are recreated in this anthology. Just slightly tweaked on a few of them. And as far as like the other Mantic games, we are going to be working closely with Mantic for novels as Dread Bowl and Warpath as well. Those are kind of actually already in the works. That's awesome. So, well, we're going to get to that uh, in just a minute. But I wanted to talk about how'd you run into Ronnie Renton, Vince? I mean, uh, was that over at Games Workshop? Yeah, Ronnie and I know know each other for uh, probably uh, over ten years in one way or another. You know, we didn't work directly together. Ronnie worked on the hobby side, and I worked in, for Black Library. But you know, we're familiar with each other. I I, I knew Ronnie when he set up Mantic. I actually have some of the early uh, figures and I really liked them and I supported them, you know, uh, as best I could from, from where I was. And when we've been talking back and forth about this for a while, and just because our schedules are a little hectic at times, we were only just, just able to really get together and say, okay, let's do this finally. And this is what we need to do. So I think the time is right for it. I think there's a lot of things pointing in the right direction. It's going to lead this, you know, to be very successful. And we're very excited about it, too. It's a great background. It's it's a lot of fun to write in this sort of world. And uh, I think we've got some good people putting things together for it. Yeah, I remember back the very first Adepticon that we went to was Wingtuster Publishing back in 2014. Uh, the talk had come up that we would potentially be working with Mantic to do novels. And I got really excited because, you know, this would be our first step into a fantasy world. And my strength lies in fantasy more than science fiction. So I was really excited to get into the Kings of War universe. So we've been just talking about this idea for a couple of years now. And now that it's finally come to fruition, I can say it's been a lot of fun working with this so far. Yeah, I was going to ask how you guys got hooked up with Mantic. So, I mean, so how long has this been kind of in the background cooking? I would say since, right, that we talked about it, the first Adepticon about 2014 was, the, I believe, the first time you right. mentioned it to me. Yeah, probably around then. So, uh, And like I said, we had preliminary conversations, and then we went back and forth, and Ronnie and I are both like mantic, if you pardon the pen, mantic people as far as what we were doing. It's just taken us a little bit to get together, and I think uh, uh, late in 2017 or middle 2017, we were able to you know, come to an agreement. And then from there, it takes a while just to get the background set up and plan out when we're going to boo it and then get the people to start putting these initial novels together. Right. Well, that's just the bridge I was looking for. Let's go ahead and talk about the novels a little bit. So I understand we're getting three Kings of War novels. And from what I got out of my interview with Ronnie, it sounds like the first one is called War Kings. Yes, that's the anthology. That's going to be coming out uh, in late May, uh, which is not too far away from now. So we're, we're busy trying to put that to rest. That'll use that as a springboard to create other novels, some of which will be featured in the anthology. And then we're just starting to develop a pub schedule so we can give you several uh, different Mantic novels a year, but it, at least two Kings of War is what we, uh, we think right now, and we'll try and do more. It's really just a question of getting people who know the background, who can write, and uh, uh, getting stories that make sense. There you go. Now, this first one's obviously all written and ready to go. So how many stories are in it? I mean, are there like six stories to base up with the scenarios or? So there's 10 stories. If you want, I can give you a little bit of a synopsis of each of them. Would you like that? That If you want to give them to us, I would love to hear it. 
All right, so like I said, there's 10 stories, and we tried to pair up at least two to three different factions to kind of show off the wide range of things. We have a gentleman by the name of Clayton Conduff who's going to be doing a story about the dwarves versus the abyssal dwarves. And, you know, that's a stereotypical – first time you look at that, and I was like, oh, it's a stereotypical dwarf versus dwarves. But he's put an interesting spin on it about a brother who's looking for his brother who was converted by the abyssal dwarves, and he kind of goes searching for – him and finds a little bit more than he can chew. Um, we have veteran author C.L. Werner, who's going to be writing about the Trident Realm of Neridica versus the Empire of Dust. And that's still in the process of being worked on, but I know Clinton's very, very excited to be writing that. That's kind of his style, and you know, knowing his writing, it's a little bit more on the horror side, so expect some really interesting battles out of that one. Uh, my dad is doing a story of the elves versus the undead, with the Night Stalkers kind of coming into the picture, and that was based off of one of the scenarios that was in Edge of the Abyss. So expect little, some little teasings and things, and as you saw, uh, there's a... The Night Stalkers are kind of a new army that some new things are being teased about. We'll get some really interesting depictions out of that. Uh, I have a gentleman by the name of Mark DeSantis who is going to be doing the Basilians versus the forces of the Abyss. The Basilians are basically looking for the forces of nature to ally them with, you know, with the Green Lady and all that. And they get cut off by the forces of the Abyss and vampires and demons and the sort. Uh, Mark is actually going to be doing the first Kings of War novel titled Nature's Night. And that starts from this short story. This is going to be the prologue, basically, to set up his novel. We have a gentleman by the name of Andrew McKinney, who is doing a story of the Herd versus the Orcs. And it's kind of the tale of a Herd member who is kind of coming into coming into his own, like learning from his master and learning about the enemies of the world. And they have the orcs have kind of invading their territory and this giant gathering of the herd members come together to kind of stop the orcs from coming forward. Uh, we have another gentleman who's a veteran author for us, Robert E. Waters. He's been in every one of the anthologies that we've put out. He's going to be doing a story about the Salamanders versus the Twilight Kin. Again, that one's not quite finished yet. He's in the process of finishing that one up. So that it look forward to that. But he is definitely another one of our veteran authors, so he's going to bring some interesting material to the table on that. Another one of our, our veteran authors, Scott Washburn, who has done our Great Martian War novels, he's going to be doing a story of the League of Rordia versus the Ratkins. And I thought it would be an interesting pairing to put the two groups together because the League of Rordia, you got the Halfkins and the Ratkins are, you know, short. So I asked him if he was going to be doing any, like, satirical jokes between the different sizes, and he said... There's a couple things he threw in there that he's hoping they're going to shed some humor for people. Um, I have a gentleman by the name of Michael McCann who is going to be doing the Kingdoms of Men allied with the Ogres versus the Goblins. Uh, that's also based off of the scenario in the rule book where the Kingdoms of Men hired the Ogres to build a wall to stop. I believe it's a different force in the uh, rule book, but I picked the Goblins just because of the way things got paired up. I figured this would be an interesting pairing for them. A uh, gentleman by the name of Duncan Waugh is going to be is wrote a story about the Brotherhood versus the Varanger versus the Abyssals. Now that one's really interesting because the Brotherhood and the Varangar have to form an unlikely alliance to fight the Abyssals. And for anybody who knows, you know, the lore of the universe, they might be sitting there going, "What? That doesn't make any sense." But he does a really good job of putting the two forces and having the two forces fight 
be at odds and then form this unlikely alliance to fight this horde of abyssals that come attack them. And then I have a short story that I can't really spoil anything for at present, but I can just tease that it's going to be moving the narrative of the whole Kings of War universe forward. I've been working very closely with uh, the gentleman at Mantic to make sure that this is the way they want to go with this short story. They proposed an idea to me that they say, we want to do this to move things forward. And I said, I can work with that. And it all I'll say is it kind of answers some questions about the Northern Alliance. And I'm going to leave it at that. And that's all the stories. There you go. So now where you're working with Matt Gilbert is uh, the lore master over there at Mantic? Yep, he is one of the gentlemen that I've been working with. Fantastic. Oh, yeah. Matt. Matt's a good friend of the show. So outstanding. Matt was also the uh, chair of the rules committee at one time before he came to work full time for Mantic. So oh, that's wonderful. Yeah, I've been working with Matt and Rob and then, you know, Ronnie. We met at Adepticon and talked a little bit about it. And then I'm going to be uh, chatting again with the three of them in the near future just to kind of tie up everything and make sure, you know, we're going in the direction that they want to go in to set this up. And then from this short story, I plan on making, uh, I want to make a novel out of the main character. So we'll th- see where things go with that. This is incredibly exciting for me. I'm, I'm even more excited now. I thought we were getting six stories. Now we're getting 10. And not only that, I have two of the authors on the show here tonight. So that's even more exciting. Yes, you do. And any of those other authors, if you ever want to have on the show here, let me know. I can definitely hook you up with getting them in contact with you. I'm sure they'd all, all of them would actually love to be on the show. Oh, we will definitely take you up on that. Definitely, we will have them into the narrative workshop. And uh, as a matter of fact, our May episode in the narrative workshop is going to be all about Rordia. So the author that wrote the Rordia short story, that would be perfect to have him join us. So. Scott's a little uh he has a hard time with with uh technology I'll put it that way um but I will see what I can do about getting him linked up with uh Skype somehow to get him set up for that if I can that would be great no we'd love to have the authors in the workshop at any time I have my entire group that's in the narrative workshop that is already scribing stuff for you guys as we speak so they are busy writing away and uh we'll discuss that later on so but Oh, yeah, we're very, very excited about this. Uh, like I said, even even more so now. I mean, that's a heck of a lineup of authors and, I mean, a great number of stories. So I, just, I can't wait to get my hands on it. So speaking of getting my hands on it, how am I going to be able to get my hands on it? Am I going to go to Wing Tassar? Can I only get it in book form, ebook form, PDFs? Uh, what do we got going on for that? Our distributor of books is Simon & Schuster, which is you know, one of the top three publishers in the world. Uh, they have great distribution. We're hoping that we'll be able to get it into Barnes & Noble. We, it'll definitely be on Amazon. It may be in local bookstores, uh, but it'll be available pretty much anywhere you need it. Uh, you can order it. It'll be both a print and ebook form. Anthologies we're, are just going to be those two formats. Once we get to novel, we may uh, have it available in audio. A full set novel will do because we do do uh, all our books are ebooks and print. And we've started working with the gentleman doing a lot of audio production. So it's possible we may do that in the future for these as well. Audio books. That's really exciting. I mean, I'm glossing over Simon and Schuster there, but I mean, that's even better. I mean, so everybody's going to be able to get these books easily. I mean, download or just from Amazon or from their local bookseller then. Right. And the good thing is uh, it 
we're not just talking about the U.S. If you live anywhere else in the in the world where the, any of those booksellers are, you'll be able to get them. That's that's the great thing about our distribution, and of course, eBooks are just available a click of a button away. So yeah, we try to pride ourselves that we we can get these out there. It's just a matter you just have to order them. If you don't see them on the shelf, you just tell your book bookseller to order them, and they'll get them right to you. Terrific. So, uh, do we have a price point for the books yet, or is that still in process? Uh, no, for for these books, generally for paperbacks, it's somewhere between sixteen and eighteen dollars. And believe me, they'll be they'll be nice thick books. They're not going to be uh, hundred and twenty pages. So we try to get them somewhere around three hundred. So that you know you can hit them with, with an or read them depending on what you want to do. But uh, yeah, it's, it, and uh, for eBooks, it's generally around nine bucks. Terrific. I'm going to be that sucker that, uh, you know, probably gets both formats. I still like reading the printed word in a nice book and putting it up on my shelf so I can see the wonderful cover art. And speaking of cover art, did we uh, commission any artists or are we just uh, recycling semantic art? At the moment, we're using semantic art. It's the easiest way for people to recognize what's going on. You know, we work closely with Mantic on this. So we try to use something that's easily identifiable with the with the product. We may commission new work at some point in the future, but at the moment, we're going to work with them to use artwork they have or they've commissioned for this. Well, I think that's awesome because Mantic has some absolutely awesome art for you to use. So I'll be happy to see any of it on the cover, let me tell you. Great. Yeah, no, they do a good job. And, you know, you can you can easily pick it out of a crowd. So it's good that way. I'm so excited about that. So when this actually releases, if you guys could get me the information... We'll be putting it up in tweeting Facebook. We'll we'll get it all out there to let everybody know they can start hitting Amazon. Uh, do you think is this going to go into their pre-order system at all? Do you think or it's all it should already be there. Oh, the great secret! It's already out there. Well, we're going to have to take a look for that definitely. Well, most of this stuff is done well in advance because we just shifted over. Some of this stuff was a little late getting into the system. But it's, it should all be there now. Well, that's even better news. So uh, after folks uh, go ahead and listen to this episode, just uh, jump on Amazon, folks, and start looking for the pre-orders for, it's called War King, right? Or War Kings? War Kings, yeah. And, you know, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, your local bookstore, you know, anywhere you get them, that, that's all good. Oh, that's incredibly exciting. And what's even more incredibly exciting is, uh, Brandon, while you were talking there, you were talking a little bit about what I'm assuming is going to be the second book uh, that we're going to see, which is going to be a full-fledged novel. Nature's Night, I think you called it? One of the gentlemen in our anthology, Mark DeSantis, we picked him up um, when we were doing our Beyond the Gates of Antares anthology. He wrote a short story for our, uh, I think it was our second anthology, Open I'm sorry, um, Dimensional Gates. And then so we picked Mark up. He was very interested in working with Mantic. So I, I reached out to him when I know we were, knew we were going to do this anthology. And he said, I would definitely love to do a short story. So I penciled him in as one of our first authors. And he actually got one of the first pick on his factions. He came with actually like three different ideas for different novels for Kings of War, Warpath. And then there was another one. So he might be doing a Warpath novel down the line. Uh, but right now we have him signed on to do um, a Kings of War novel called, like you said, Nature's Night. And I can tell you when we have it scheduled, uh, roughly we're looking at January 2019 for Nature's Night. So that's, you know, relatively soon. I mean, it's, it's still almost a year away, but, you know, that flies by really quick. So we'll see this release this year and we'll get the anthology. And then the next one we're going to expect in January. 
2019, which will be great reading for us because the new uh, Clash of Kings 2019 book will come out in December. While we're digesting that, we can enjoy a wonderful story in January while we're waiting for the U.S. Masters to wrap up, and then we can start the tournament season fresh with all this great fluff in our heads and uh, using the brand new 2019 cockbook. That will be outstanding. This is shaping up even better than I could have hoped. Now, Mark, one thing I do want to uh, mention is usually with these anthologies, what we try to do is we try to have it be open submissions. That way, you know, the gamers of the community can submit their ideas for stories. That way they can feel involved as much as, you know, we are. Because mostly, you know, the main reason why we do this is so that the gamers can get involved and they can feel more like they can create their own models based on stories. They can, like I said, replicate those battles and stories. And that's why we try to open it up to the fans so that way they can feel a part of this writing community as well. Um, with War Kings, we didn't open it up to the fans because of the way that we worked with Mantic to set this one up. They had a very specific idea of how they wanted this anthology to go. So I, that's why I worked closely with the authors and specifically picking out the authors and the factions and which where we were going with that. But we are going to do an anthology more than likely if not next year, then 2020, where we open it up to the fans to let them submit the short stories. And then, you know, we work with them on uh, publishing anthologies. That's we, we've done that in all the other, you know, IPs that we've worked with. Um, Wild West Exodus, we had one. Um, Beyond the Gates of Antares, we had two and a third coming out next year. It's a really productive way. And, you know, for us, we find a lot of authors who are, you know, undiscovered, who have a well of talent that, don't have anything published. And so it's great to take those people, get them published, and sign them on to start doing novels of their own when they have the passion. It's a good way to build the fan community and give back to the fan community by doing these type of anthologies. So the fans can look forward to seeing that. If not next year, 2020, we'll definitely update you when we when we figure that out. Terrific. Yeah, I've already got the narrative workshop, guys. As I mentioned before, they're locked in little dungeons scrawling away already. They're so excited about that. So I did talk to Ronnie a little bit about writing guidelines. And so I didn't know if you guys had those or if you'd like to discuss, you know, what I discussed with Ronnie. We could, you know, put that out in the community and they can start writing. I'm a little curious because when I spoke with the guys at Mantic, they basically said, Everything is up for grabs. They said, you know, main characters that they've heroes that they've developed, people can write stories about and, you know, expand on. And they want to see new heroes being developed that, you know, we create. And it's an interesting philosophy that way, because a lot of the the other companies that we worked with, they have a very like certain ones have very specific guidelines of you can use characters. You can't use characters. We want to see original content. We don't want you to use content that we've already created. And Mantic has been very giving and what we can use and there's very little that they don't want us using most of the things that they don't want us using they want us working with them to use so it's they've been very open with the content that they want us to use which is a great thing it really helps the relationship between you know mantic us and the community to have that open use of whatever we want essentially that is pretty cool yeah no i spoke with ronnie and uh his basic guidelines for folks Basically, don't really get into the epic overview of the whole thing. Don't talk about the King of Basilia and, you know, none of that big earth-shaking stuff. Keep it at the general level or lower. And uh, if you listen to my interview with Ronnie, you'll hear him specifically say that in the interview, uh, talking about the anthology, actually, that you guys are publishing. And he said, you know, that's really basically it. 
And uh, one of the big things that he mentioned was that Mantic hasn't put their own stamp on any of the legacy armies. So that's going to be League of Rordia, Ratkin, Brotherhood, Varinger, anybody, an army that Mantic doesn't specifically make models for. So, you know, that territory is a little more open for everybody to write about. But, you know, I'd like to keep it, you know, at that level or lower, you know, no creating new Celestians and, you know, no creating religions, new races, armies, things like that. You know, that big stuff, you know, all wants to be tied in through the lore master, Matt Gilbert. And other than that, write your brains out. So I thought that was pretty exciting from my standpoint. So Yeah, Mark, I think it's just good advice that unless you're writing a, a general history, you want to keep things at a lower level. You know, most good stories are people, individuals. Someone who is uh, commanding an army doesn't see what's going on in the battle, really. He sees a portion of what's going on. So it's it's good to keep, you know, it's still the KISS principle. Keep it simple. And, uh, you know, I, I think that is the, the best way to get started in any sort of writing, if you've never done it before, if, even if you have. You know, sweeping epic is, is great if you've got a lot of experience, but keeping it simple, small units, individuals, that's generally the way you, you want to approach something like this. Definitely. And Mark, I want to just add on, it's interesting you bring up the legacy armies, because one of the things, one of the issues that we had with the short story about the herd was I was trying to find specific artwork that I could use because we were having a hard time depicting what the characters would look like. And then I found that, you know, Mantic didn't put out an army specifically for them. They used them. They just created the rules for it. So when I was talking to Matt, he was like, well, you know, we don't really have specific models. So that was an interesting thing in trying to craft the herds people to look in a way that's more that it was depictable that people could understand how they look. So it's interesting how they have armies like that. I, I find it a really cool aspect. Well, what they did was when the uh, Age of Sigmar world blew up or the world that was blew up and Age of Sigmar was ushered in, they created a book of armies that were basically the old Warhammer armies that people could rebase and bring into Kings of War, which I thought was great because it got people playing the game. So, but that's, you know, Mantic doesn't make models specifically for those armies. They're trying to, you know, I mean, Empire of Dust, they put out models for so, you know, I mean, they're working on filling out the range, but there are those legacy armies out there that are wide open. And, uh, you know, like I said, like League of Rordia is wide open and, um, you know, the Brotherhood. So that's going to be interesting, the herd. Uh, there are some pictures that are in that army book of some of the people that are in the herd. You know, but we've got very light stuff. That's like the Night Stalkers. Basically, we have the new concept art from the Vanguard Kickstarter uh, that ran that's going to be uh, releasing here in September. So that's more of our more solid art. You know, we had some sketchy art or some basically just silhouettes that were in the rule book when that was released. So, yeah. So Mantic's got 20-plus armies to, you know, mess around with, so which makes it interesting. So it gives you opportunity because it allows you, in that particular case, to create clans, small clans, uh, that can be different, 20 different ones if you wanted to, in that depicted different ways. Like I, I, you know, I was telling the guys to do, it's like, you know, don't, you know, make like an army-wide specific rule, but this particular clan could do that, or this group could do that, and this group doesn't have to necessarily live where this group is, you know, I mean, use your imagination and the Mantic sandbox, Mantic's really given us a sandbox, 
so to work with and you know also the hints of third edition are out there and you know i'm going to assume when they do that they're going to widen the scope of the world which is going to generate even more stories for us so that's why i'm really excited to be getting the fluff here well that's really interesting you mentioned that because another thing that they had mentioned is they wanted us to hint at the fact that the world was bigger than the map that we had so far and that's kind of that's another reason why my character fit into the the story that they gave me is because he I make it clear he came from somewhere else to come here for some reason. So I, I no spoilers, think no spoilers. Yeah, no, no spoilers. I'm keeping that. I'm keeping that tight lips. That is not that. That's not a spoiler. Don't worry. But that that just added to the point of it, it's interesting how they want us to expand the world and see where things go. Who knows what third edition may or may not bring whenever that comes out. Right, yeah, I'm really excited about this whole thing. So you're thinking that third book in the Kings of War series might be a fan anthology? Is that what you're thinking, or do you think we might get another novel? Um, right now, the third one is kind of up for grabs at the moment. We haven't, we've been debating on whether we're going to do a novel or the anthology, but because it's so far out, we've got the time to kind of play with it and see where we want to put things. So it might be another novel, or it might be an anthology. When we have that decided, you will be the first one to know. All right. Well, you are always welcome back on the show to announce any of this stuff. So we'll be thrilled to talk about it. Like I said, I've been dying for fluff for so long. I'm so excited and particularly excited that the first one's an anthology and going to touch on all the armies. Uh, I think that that's really important. Everybody's going to have a good reason to buy this particular book. And on top of that, you know, it's going to get fluff, you know, something for all the armies to bite into before we go ahead you know what, and get Nature's Night. So, you know, a first true novel, and it's going to take a while to roll those out. You know, I'm sure we're not going to be on a black library schedule where we're going to be dropping books every three months or, you know, every day. I, I can guarantee you it's not going to be that right now. I mean, keep, keep in mind, we're still a small publisher, so we're growing, and uh, we have a very ambitious schedule for this and, and the other things that we do, both in history and fiction. You just have to bear with us a little bit, and uh, but we do promise that we're going to get these out there, and I think you'll be happy with them. Yeah, 2019 is definitely going to be a busy year for us. We've got the Kings of War stuff, we've got a Warpath novel, and you know, along with our other IPs, we've got more on Beyond the Gates of Antares and All Quiet on the Martian Front. So it's going to be a very busy year. You know, people who like background for novels have a re- uh, background for tabletop games will have a lot of really cool novels that they'll be able to look forward to. Fantastic. So the main the main place to look for this stuff is your local retailer. But do you guys have like a website uh, that you make announcements and stuff like that? Where where can people find you guys on the web? Well, it's at Winged Husser Publishing, and that's uh, W I N G E D H U S S A R Publishing dot com. You can buy stuff on on the web if you want uh, on our website, or just look for announcements or information. Uh, we're trying to do a better job of keeping everything up to date, uh, but we are, we do we do regularly put stuff up there. We do put announcements up there if we're if we're running a contest of any sort, and you can just feel free to contact us, and also, we'll be happy to answer any questions. Also, we do have Facebook pages for both Winged Husser Publishing and Zmock Books, as well as we have a Facebook group. It's one title, Winged Husser Publishing slash Zmock Books. It's, a, it's just a closed Facebook group that you know you join, we'll accept you, 
it's a nice little community we have that people can talk about our books and what we have coming out, history. You know, we tried forums, but it didn't really work as well as I would have liked. So we just started a Facebook group for people to just ask questions and interact with our authors. A lot of our authors are part of that group as well. So it, it's good for fan author engagement. Terrific. I mean, I, I'm generally not a big Facebook fan. I wasn't, but I'm getting more and more into it. And I see that you know, in a targeted area, you know, like, I'm, you know, with these closed groups, they're fantastic. They really work out well. They give you a chance to, um, you know, interact with everybody. And uh, that's really good. Now, how do you spell Zmok? Z-M-O-K. 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 All right. So, because everybody will be uh, looking for that, I am sure. To do that now, if someone was interested in writing, do they just contact you guys directly? We have a contact page on the website, or we have an editor, whp at gmail.com. We'll answer any questions, or usually, some people will give us submissions through that. And again, uh, you don't have like a published list of guidelines, but you know, if anybody has any questions surrounding that, or you do have them. We do have some small guidelines on there. I mean, basically, everything's a little bit different, depending on what it is you're you're submitting and what you want to talk about. Uh, short stories are generally between ten and fifteen thousand words. Novels are anywhere between eighty and one hundred and fifty thousand words. Ideas are free. You just talk to us, and we'll talk to you about it. Generally, uh, you know, we're, we're open to to talking to people about things. Sometimes we can't use what people submit, but we'll try and let you know that and try and give you some feedback. Uh, we also do try to at least acknowledge that we received something when uh, when someone emails us. Perfect. So they won't have to wait months and months waiting to f- figure out if whether or not you got their email or not and things like that. It may take a while to get back to you as far as whether we're going to use it or not, but <laughs> that will at least acknowledge that we've received it. Good news. I mean, that kind of takes all the worry and waiting out of it. So, you know, that's a big piece of it. You know, when people submit things and they don't hear back, even an acknowledgement that it was received. So, right. I mean, and the only reason I say it may, it may be a while before we get back to it is just because when we get unsolicited submissions, it, we have to take time to, to read through it, putting something else aside. So it's usually it's when we get a break, we go through. If it's a contest or something, we've obviously scheduled time to review that sort of thing. You know, we'll get back to you. Don't worry about that. Perfect. Well, guys, I really appreciate you joining me tonight. So is there anything else we failed to discuss? Pretty much that's it. I mean, you know, as I said, you, you can see us at, uh, if you go to any of the historical shows like uh, Historic Con, Cold Wars or Fallen, we're usually there on the East Coast. Um, we go to Adepticon every year, and occasionally we go to some other sci-fi conventions. We were at PhilCon in the fall, and we may try and meet some other ones. So you can come meet us there if you want to say hi, but... You know, as I said, look for uh, any support you can provide us as far as even if you like to put it this way. If you read a novel and you like the novel, put feedback on it, either on Amazon or Goodreads. Um, we would appreciate that. And that all counts. It's important. We ask people to leave a, a review on iTunes. So exact same thing. So, you know, definitely you want to do that as well. You know, Amazon feedback, you know, uh, you definitely want to do that as well. It just helps you get noticed. Absolutely. And and actually, it allows us to do other things. If we get enough uh, reviews up there, we actually can help promote ourselves a little bit better and, and give you a little bit more information about us uh, so that you can find the books easier, believe it or not. Believe it. Well, guys, this has been fantastic. I am so excited. So 
Uh, I can't wait for these to come out. I can't wait to do our uh, review of the book that's not going to include a bunch of spoilers because I want people to go out there, buy it, support you guys, let you guys know and let Ronnie know that you made a great decision doing fluff for Kings of War. I'm just excited. So I look forward to working with you guys in the future and I'm looking forward to developing that fan anthology sometime down the road. Thanks, Mark. We really appreciate it. Thanks for taking the time to talk to us. We're always happy to come talk to you and make sure you've got up-to-date information on what we're doing with the Mantic Publishing. Agreed. And we really look forward to hearing what the fans think of the anthology once it gets released. Oh, we definitely will. Yeah, you guys will have to come into After Dark some night, paint some figures with us, and uh, you'll get some live feedback. Excellent. Yeah, there you go. All right. Well, guys, again, thank you very much for joining us. And Brandon, why don't you go ahead and take us out? And until next time, keep countercharging. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next time on Countercharge. Please let us know what you thought of the show by emailing us at counterchargepodcast at gmail.com, on Twitter at countercharge15, or by posting on our episode thread on the discussion forum found on manticgames.com. If you enjoy the show, you can help others find out about it by leaving positive reviews on iTunes. Until next time, keep countercharging. Music is a composition of Kevin McLeod and is licensed under Creative Commons.